you're about to enter Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on iTunes by searching Nowhere, California. There is a Nowhere, California podcast. That is our old feed. Our new feed is now Nowhere, California. And if you want to send the guys from Nowhere your thoughts, your love, your hate, your apathy, please go to NowhereCalifornia.com. As with most of our why nots, we are going to give you a disclaimer. If you have not seen the movie that we are about to discuss, Bicentennial Man, go watch it now. We'll wait because we're going to do spoilers. We're going to be talking about everything about this movie and we don't want you to not know what we're talking about. So hit pause on your iPod, your iPad, your MP3 player, your Zune, you behind the times freak. <laughs> Go watch Bicentennial Man. Enjoy this great Robin Williams movie. Come back and listen to our thoughts. This is Josh. This is Phil. And as you heard from the disclaimer, this is Why Not Bicentennial Man. Of course. We're actually continuing with the theme of uh, Robin Williams movies because we want to stick to this. Of course. You can't go wrong with a good Robin Williams movie. Exactly. And um, Bicentennial Man kind of flew under a lot of radars. It kind of did. I remember it was a big deal. This was uh, 1999. This was after he had won uh, Best Supporting uh, Acting Role for Good Will Hunting. And this had changed a lot of things uh, uh, for him. And I thought for sure this would be another one of those Oscar uh, Oscar grabs, easily. Yeah, um, honestly, I did. I would have to say a lot of people probably weren't knowledgeable of what they were stepping into. They probably were thinking, Robin Williams is going to be a robot. Yeah, uh. yeah. Um, it was, um, when I saw the trailers for it, I thought it was really interesting. You know, they oh, showed, yeah. they showed uh, I mean... I think it helps that Robin Williams is in the movie, but I think even if he wasn't, I would have taken an interest in the story. Yeah, it's an um, interesting story and everything. It really is, and I think uh, having Robin Williams just made it more interesting. And I thought this is a good, uh, a good role for him. I don't know if he, um, if he had ever looked back on this and, you know, maybe regretted the decision. I don't but think I kinda, so. I, 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 I think I think he has a soft spot for Bicentennial Man. Well, because... I hope so, because so do I. Because I just I, I enjoyed the heck out of the film. Yeah, I uh, had a good supporting cast and everything, and. The whole, the whole, the whole journey uh, through this time, uh, through this two hundred year era, yeah. is pretty awesome. And as you said, the sporting cast and everything, as we always do with uh, the why nots. Mm-hmm. Let's jump into the cast. Let's uh, mm-hmm. take a look at who starred along Robin Williams, who played Andrew Martin, the android. Got you, Bicentennial Man, <clears throat> uh, uh, directed by Chris Columbus. Great director. Uh, yes, awesome director. Uh, we have um, Imbeth Davids. She uh, played Little Miss. Little Miss old. Amanda, uh, the uh, the older Little Miss Amanda Martin, plus uh, Portia Charnay. Yeah. Char- Charnay. So she played. She multiple. played a lot of roles. She does. And for the story, as we go into it, it called for people playing multiple roles. It does. It does. And of course, we got the great Sam Neill from Jurassic Park fame as uh, Sir Richard Martin. Yeah. Oliver Platt. Well, he was Sir and also Richard Martin. He wasn't Sir. Richard oh, so, Martin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, Sir and Richard Martin. Because. He called him Sir, he calls him Little Miss. Well, yeah, he, he calls him all this stuff, but also, too, he was only mentioned as Richard Martin once oh, in I the know. entire movie, and that would be more into the trivia. Oh, of course, that's 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 one of the that's one of the key things to it. Yeah. You got Oliver Platt, who is Rupert Burns, uh, Kirsten Warren is Galatea, Wendy Crewson is Ma'am Martin, Ma'am, Mar- Ma'am, and Mar- uh, slash uh, Mrs. Yeah. Martin. Uh, the, her first name's actually in the trivia somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, we got... Um, Kelly Kate Eisenberg. That's uh, oh, Little Miss Amanda Martin at age seven. That would be the Pepsi Pepsi girl, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, the Pepsi girl. The Pepsi and, girl. And we. This is the young incarnation of Little Miss, and mm-hmm. she's the first. Uh, I guess real kindness Andrew gets this. Yeah, exactly. Especially after like when we get to that point where he destroys a prized item of hers. Oh yeah, there's 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 more that that grows from this, which is really yeah. interesting. Um, uh, John Michael Higgins. He plays Martin's lawyer. Uh, Bradley Whitford plays uh, Portia's brother, mm-hmm. and also Little Miss's grandson. Yeah. Oh, and let's not forget Stephen Root from um, uh, what is it? What is it? From everything. Uh, yeah, almost everything. I mean, he's a very uh, Bill, good character. Bill Daltrey and uh, Bill Daltrey and um, uh, King, King of the King Hill. Of the Hill. A great voice actor and also wonderful character actor. Milton right? in uh, Office Space, and he plays the. Mm-hmm. Um, what is he's, this? he's the big wig, the robotics guy. Yeah, he, he is, is Dennis Mansky, head of North Am Robotics. North Am Robotics. He, he's the one in a great scene where we will definitely be discussing when uh, he realizes everything that Andrew has done, 
and gets called out on his pay. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. love that part. We'll, we'll get to that point. We'll get to that, yeah. Yeah, that gives you a good roundabout way of the cast. And um, as we always do, too, let's take a look at the budget. Okay, in the budget, it says that... Now, this this is un, this is unfortunate, okay? I knew about this movie, and this is how... Because it flew under the radar, and also the reason it may have flown under the radar is in the trivia, and we'll get to that when we yeah. get to the trivia. Now, look, the budget was... One million dollars. One hundred million dollars. One hundred million. Oh, thank you. One hundred. One million dollars. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Cash. I got it. Sorry. I'm just not used to just seeing straight zeros. Yeah. So one hundred million dollars. Too many zeros. Yeah. One hundred million dollars. <laughs> yes. Um, and its opening weekend gross was only eight million two hundred thirty-four thousand. It but, bombed its opening weekend. Yeah, it, it legitimately bombed. Not one of those bombs where we would be no. sitting here going like, "That was not a bomb, people." No, but my, by May sixth of two thousand, it had grossed fifty-eight million. So it didn't even touch its. Budget. No, no, it but, didn't come close to making it back. But also, too, if you look at the time it came out, to December 17th of 1999, December is a, unfortunately a drop month. It is, kind of. That's where studios drop their movies. But also, too, they kind of, it's, it's a two-edged sword. They drop their movies in December, but also, too, it's kind of that chance to get award season. Oh, of course. As we get closer to the trivia and everything, there was some issues with the marketing and everything towards this movie, which, mm-hmm. like we said, like I said, too, it, for some people that saw this movie probably were like, I'm not sure what to take of this. No, but for for me, I thought Robin it was Williams a, is being serious. I thought it was a nice way for Robin Williams to end the year. It was because what was. did he do earlier that year? He did Jacob the Liar before this. I believe uh, so. Jacob the Liar right before, and then it was Bicentennial Man. Yeah. Now uh, I got to say something about his uh, look. You, um, I have said this before. Robin Williams has sported a lot of looks throughout his career. Yeah. I mean, he's looked, you know, from Shaggy and stuff like that. You know, he's grown like the beard. Like I said, going from uh, Goodwill Hunting, where, like I've I mean, said before, the man can grow a beard. <laughs> the man sure can. I, not to mention, he's hairy as all hell. Yeah. But um, what he did here, um, you know, he, in order to be a robotic uh, person, when he makes the transformation into looking or appearing more human, yeah. uh, but. He wanted to make himself look a little more perfect. Like, why would the robot have hair on his knuckles and stuff exactly. like that? Robin Williams had that. He manscaped himself. You know, he shaved his arms and stuff like that. Because yeah. you could see during the parts like where he's playing chess and stuff like that. Normally, I mean, like I said, maybe I pay too much attention. Uh, like in Goodwill Hunting, you, I mean, Robin Williams is just a really hairy dude. Yeah, exactly. But he was like totally smooth in these scenes. And also, too, you got to probably factor in the fact that he is in the actual suit. Yeah. He actually put on the gear... And stuff mm-hmm. like that, and probably for a hairy man like him, mm-hmm. it was be, probably painful. Yeah, well, it was probably more uh, mm-hmm. ventilation and just body temperature mm-hmm. control. It's just like, okay, let's take the top layer off here and let's get down to the mm-hmm. skin. So when I'm in this thing, I'm not sweating balls. Well, he he definitely looked uh, great with the. I mean, this is the sp- uh, the look that he sported through most of the rest of his career. Yeah, the clean Until, cut hair. Yeah, clean cut hair, uh, clean shaven. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, not only did he shave off a little bit of weight, it looked like he shaved off at least twenty years off his life. Oh, exactly. He was uh forty. Let me think. I think he was forty nine at this point in this time, or forty five. Yeah, Wait, I no, believe no. forty nine. Oh, sorry, no, no. He was late forties. Definitely forty nine. I believe okay. he was forty nine at the time. Um and uh, he 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 looked like he was still in his thirties. Yeah. It, it was it was it was great. Like I said, I think we could all hope to age that well. And, and like I said, at, at, so at well. the age of sixty four, he didn't look too bad. Yeah. So um, you know that's that's what I have to say there. This is you know this was the this was the new Robin Williams. You know this was the look that he sported. Like I said, through the rest of his career. Yeah. Like I said, he had. I had a, many different looks, like all great actors do. They're exactly. All and, over the spectrum. But I just, I had to comment on that. Oh, yeah, no. It, it, we'd be dumb not to mention that. Mm-hmm. And then also, too, as the movie begins, and I think for us, is a brilliant way to start with him in the suit mm-hmm. and not looking like himself. That may have been something that threw people off. But also, too, mm-hmm. we first see him as he's being delivered in the big box. Oh, yeah, with the being, popcorn stuff. Yeah, and being revealed to the family and doing the ro- laws of robotics that scares the piss out of everybody. Oh, that was great, Neil. Don't ever do that again. It's a one-time uh, time thing, sir. That, Good. <laughs> it really had me laughing the way they reacted. I mean, it's Robin Williams not doing his stand-up, but still coming off very funny. Exactly. But I don't I don't know if that's the good writing or just Robin Williams doing a good job or a combination thereof. I couldn't put my finger on it. 
for it us just, and for the the, the uh, sake of this discussion, honestly, we got to just fall back to one of uh, our cliches for nowhere. It was movie Jenga. It, it was, was movie Jenga. Everything fell into place. Everything fell into place, and they made all the right moves. And as we were talking about uh, Haley Eisenberg's mm-hmm. uh, role in the movie. Uh, we get the usual tropes of like, okay, the family's not used to this robot and everything, but yeah. we get to the point where the family becomes accustomed to the robot and realize there's something about him. And yeah. it comes in the form of uh, Little Miss's glass The little glass horse, horse. That unfortunately Andrew breaks and replicates in Driftwood. Yeah. And gives it to her. And this is kind of, like I said, it lets the family know like, there's something Yeah, different. he went out of his way. I mean, for one thing, when he broke the glass, there was remorse for what he did. Yeah. Uh, remorse. So then he went and learned how to carve it, and, you know, yeah. reading word carving in uh, books, art books, yeah. and he carved a new one out of wood. Yeah, and this, like I said, it perks the family's interest, and even, like, Sam Neill Sir's character's like, okay, mm-hmm. we need to find out something here, which yeah. I do admit, mm-hmm. after watching, I did a refresher last night, I'm kind of glad they never revealed why. Oh, why? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Why did he why, have more consciousness? Why did he have more consciousness? Because he do, they do reveal towards the mm-hmm. end of the movie when Galatea shows up. He's like, your personality chip's on, isn't it? And she's like, yeah. And, he's, and she's like, yours? No. And it's like, so why I know. Are we you don't this know way? why, but in all the other ones were either decomm- decommissioned and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, uh, even the upgrades don't show exactly what he is. What Andrew is... Uh, is uh, 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 named by Little Miss, by the way. Yes, because they called him Android, and she called him Andrew. Yeah, love that, that little. Stuff. Yeah, little it was a good there. little portion there. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the the fact is, they never talk about why does Andrew have a core consciousness. Yeah, and also too, even like jumping out of the world of Bicentennial Man, it, just movies in general about robots and everything. There's mm-hmm. something always pointed out, like even in Terminator Two. Yeah, he has a programming mm-hmm. that he even mentions, like. I'm programmed to protect your ass. Yeah, he's he can predict that and stuff like that. And is actually his CPU is a learning computer. The more interaction he has with humans, the more he learns. Yeah. That was that was the thing in Terminator Two. Yeah, and that's uh, not even said in Bicentennial Man. It's no. just basically he's a robot that has consciousness, has mm-hmm. a drive to learn because yeah. he jumps right into it and exactly wants and to learn more and yeah, and grows. Am I, am I jumping too much, uh, no. uh, too far into this? This is uh, the be- this is the beginning of a two hundred year journey. But not only is it that, I mean, you know, of this robot's life, it's also a love story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a very, it, very long. And it's uh, in uh, my recent watchings of this movie, yeah. the love story aspect. Yeah, yeah. Like, when you when you talk about that, uh, yeah. what, what, what's your take on it? Uh, it's I just so wanna... interesting, and it, mm-hmm. and and it's, this is not jumping ahead because. I hope it's not, but it's a big part of the movie. It's a very big part of the movie because Uh we get... um, Galatea is made by Rupert Burns, played by Oliver Platt. She has this perkiness and everything that Andrew hates. Yes. During uh, one of the scenes, Rupert is trying to get Galatea to do stuff, and she just gives him shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Saying, like, I'm not doing your bitch work. Yeah. Your bitch what? work? What? <laughs> so he goes to talk to Andrew about what's going on. Why, why'd you take the chip out? He's like, because she's annoying as hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this leads to uh, Portia's engagement party, which mm-hmm. Andrew and Rupert crash. Mm-hmm. But this is something unbeknownst to Andrew, but you can tell like as the scene's growing, like you can kind of see when Oliver Platt's character clicks into the fact, like, oh my God, you're jealous. Yes. How the hell are you jealous? Yeah, and it's and it's the evolution. It's an evolution of robotics. It is, or at least Andrew, because no other robots can be jealous. No, no, exactly. It's he he becomes more human, and that's the and, what and you not even through an upgrade. No, not even through a, it's his own evolution, and. Um, you know, uh, that's what he wants to do. He just he wants to become more human. Yeah, and I guess going from the jealousy scene back to the beginning where Sam Neill's character takes him into the Stephen Root's character for the first time. He goes, well, what exactly is it doing? Yeah, and he tells him. He's telling him he he's, wants to learn. He's doing all this stuff. And 
that shows you one Stephen Root is a damn good actor. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it also shows you the callousness towards this world, towards the robots, because yeah. Root's like, "So, do you want us to fix them? Do you want us to? Well, give we'll you take them apart. We'll give you a whole new one." He goes, "No, no, I don't want you to fix Andrew. I just want to know what's going on. I want to know your thoughts too, because this is, is weird. Yeah, this is an anomaly. Thing is, Stephen Root wants to take him apart because he technically owns him and stuff like that, but then." Sam Neill puts, you know, the the, the kibosh, shot, on, kibosh that. on that and says, you know what? Never mind. Yeah. I'm sorry I came here. Yeah. And then Sam Neill proceeds to say, Andrew, don't let anybody tell you that you can't be anything. And he also, oh my gosh, I got to bring up the fact that uh, in the course of it, Sam Neill teaches him how to tell jokes. Yeah. And that only Robin Williams could deliver that long string let me numb your breasts no 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean I was freaking rolling it's at hilarious the, at that, at and that. it's the delivery it is and it's only I think it would be only Robin Williams to know I gotta do this as straight laced as possible I gotta do it as straight laced I gotta do it robotic but it's still well very, yeah. it's not even that yeah because the character of Andrew is wanting to learn this and stuff so it could have easily been like oh okay Andrew's Andrew will deliver these lines. Shecky, he'll he'll make a comedic spin on it. Going, mm-hmm. uh, can you numb your breast? Num, 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 num. Oh no, he, no! He could have added more emphasis. No, he just it, said num, 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 no, 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 no. It was like no, you got to keep it sterile. You got to keep it straight laced and everything. And I was in tears. I oh, recall yeah. being in tears at that. He goes, you know, it's like yeah, two cannibals are eating a clown. The one one says, does this taste funny to you? I mean, he just rambles them off. He goes, would this be a good uh, uh, would this be a good time uh, to do this? And he goes, well, do you see. Uh, Miss, um, Mr. Told, uh, told me, he goes, don't, 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 don't blame me. me. Don't, don't blame me. Just go ahead and do it. Just do it. And that was, that was And then the, the best way to cap the scene is like, okay, I got to teach you about timing. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about appropriateness and timing. Yeah. And it, it's, it's brilliant. It, it just unreals from there. And then another thing from the Stephen Root scene, just uh, Stephen Root kind of caps in there as they're walking out of the office. He'll have to be repaired sooner or later. Yeah. And then we get to the scene where he comes in for repairs. It's the wedding. Uh, it was uh, Little Miss's wedding. She's now grown to a woman. Now, this is a funny thing. We're starting to see a, an aspect here. I don't know if uh, it was shared by Andrew yet as of this, but um, Little Miss had fallen in love with Andrew yeah. at this point. But she was conflicted. She, she was with a human, but, you know, uh, one thing, a line that keeps being said by uh, the actress that plays the older uh, Little Miss yeah. and Portia yeah. uh, is, I can't invest my emotions in a machine. Yeah. Um, and and, and that's a, definitely one of those things, but it's it's interesting still, as we talked about, like Andrew's intelligence and everything, as he didn't understand that Portia or Little Miss was talking about him, mm-hmm. at least he was still willing to be like, you know what? I want to be there. I want to wear clothes. I want to. Share. I want to be able to show. Uh, I want to show feelings. I want to show feelings. I want to be there for this important por- portion of your life. So you want and to go in for the upgrades. He goes, starts going in for the upgrades, and this kind of show, and that leads into the scene where, like we were talking about in the beginning, where one sir goes, he's going in for these upgrades and everything. You do anything to mess him up where he cannot perform the way he is right now. We will own your ass. Exactly. So he goes, well, the uh, the upgrades to an older model are very expensive. Yeah. And he goes, well, how much would that be? So he does this little bum, 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 bum on a computer, prints up the screen. And now at this time, Andrew's been building and selling clocks. Just clocks, like he's been building uh, figures. The, yeah. He's been doing figures. a lot. He's been, he's been doing a lot. And uh, he's basically has earned his own income, right? Yeah. Now, uh, he gives this to uh, he gives this printout piece of paper. No audience member sees the number. Yeah. Okay. He hands it to him, and uh, Rod Williams says, "That's roughly one's uh, monthly salary." Mo- monthly salary. And he goes, "That's my yearly monthly salary. That's more than more than more I than make make in a year. year." And so he can afford the yeah, he can uh, afford the every upgrade. Yeah, exactly. So he, he he got the upgrades. He can now express a little bit of feeling. Yeah. And uh, through the course of this, uh, we go through the time period where uh, oh, oh yeah, little freedom. Miss is ch- what freedom? Oh, yes. Yeah. Where, where, where were you going to say? And that's what I was going to say. Little Miss has um, has grown up. Of course, she's gotten married and she has two kids of her own. Which I oh, I'm glad you mentioned the kids because this is something I definitely wanted to mention. Oh sure. The aspect of the future. What do you think of that? Like what the aspect? The, the subtle aspects of the future that was shown in this movie, like the kids at the beach, right? Where they were wearing their swimsuits, but they were wearing like oh yeah, those little plastic uh, Gallagher like things that like 
Gallagher things, but also too kind of shows maybe the whole no zone. Yeah, is more dangerous. It, 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 yeah, that they that they that they can't uh, be out in the sun as long or yet. direct sunlight. Yeah, it, it, it's really funny that it's kind of like you know this could be any future. Yeah. I know supposedly it takes place between 2005, this and was this was 1999's future, yeah. 2005 to 2205, yeah. because it's supposed to be 200, 200 years. years. Uh, but then also too, as we first start the movie, mm-hmm. as most movies will give, this year's take, this movie's taking place, blah, 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 time. This yeah. one gives us the not-too-distant future. I love that. I always love those. But I, back to oh, yeah. the aspect of the, the future. Oh, the aspect of the future, I, I love that. I mean, this this pretty much tells you, it's like, this could be any future. Yeah. I mean, it may say 2005 to 2205, but this could be easily 3000. I mean, you know, yeah. pick your future. This, this could be a reality. It, it could easily be Visually, a Visually, the, be- the movie's beautiful. Oh, it's it's mm-hmm. such a stunning movie. Oh, okay. And uh, but back to the freedom aspect of it, mm-hmm. I guess. In the you, you guys that are listening, as you watch the movie, so we won't really go in depth. No, on no, not too much into it. But he goes, talks to uh, an older Sir. Sam Neil, and uh, says, um, um, I, want I, "I want freedom. I want freedom." And he goes, "Well, this is what it is. You can't, you can't live here anymore." But uh, but even before that, it's just like he, his confusion, his innocence towards future, mm-hmm. the, the idea of freedom. Mm-hmm. Is he, he wants the idea. He wants to be able to say, yeah, I am free. But he still doesn't... He's like, I, I, I'll, I'll be here for you guys. I will still do everything for you. But he said no. I want to, uh, But I want freedom. And that's... I don't know if it's um, Sam Neill being angry about it. Because it, it does have conflict in there. But also, too, I think he understands, though, that the way he's learning everything. And I think that's the main reason Sam Neill knew he had to give him a little bit of grief about it. Like, okay, this is what you want. There's it's consequences all, to it. It's all about consequences. And the thing is, uh, uh, it could come off as mean, but I understood what Sam Neill was, you know, his character was trying to do. Yeah. Uh, just part give, of give him the understanding of, if, you, you, if you're going to say you want freedom, then you're kind of saying that you don't want to be around us. Yeah. And it, no matter what you're saying, this is the meaning of what you're, you're wanting to do. Mm-hmm. And that leads to his freedom. Exactly. And that kick-ass beach house. I know he built that. He built himself. Thank yeah. You. He says, "I place on my own." You know. Yeah. He he doesn't eat, but then uh, you know. Which in that scene, I uh, a little bit funny is he's sitting there drawing his his house and everything, but the structure behind him, which I'm guessing he built himself, yeah, is this really r- r- rigmarole teepee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like why? I don't know. It's a facade. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> Or was did he a jacket from somebody? Or something? <laughs> it's just what randomly. The hell there. is he doing? It's, it's like we know he has better woodworking skills. I just love the uh, the questions that raise with that kind of thing. And yeah. Like I said, stellar cast. Um, so he goes on with uh, this thing, and a little bit of time passes until fun, uh, finally, Sir um, is ready to pass away. Yeah, he passes away. So little Miss comes and retrieves him, and he uh, she says uh, Andrew, and he goes. It's time, you yeah. know, because he just he just he, just he understands. It's just like okay, this is probably the first time he's seen Little Miss. Yes, in years. Oh no, you know he's probably seen Little Miss because probably because yeah, but of the he fact just that hasn't she comes, seen Sir. He probably hasn't seen Sir. So the fact that she's coming there and says it's time, he, and the look on her face is like, okay, right, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And that leads to does the, I? I can't remember. Really, what does Samuel say? To, does it say anything? But when he when he passes away, he basically thanks him. He, yeah. he wants to make sure that uh, Andrew understands. Yeah. And just as, like, you, you've always been a friend of mine. Yeah. And I know I gave you grief when we parted ways, but... Yeah. It's just, it's this is the way of life. But that was the way it, ca- it came off, and it was a shame that it's like, oh, crap, Sam Neill's not going to be in the rest of the movie. Ooh, well, yeah. that, that's not what but I thought. It, but then it leads into his journey. Right. Into wanting to know more about... More about, about himself. And so the, the other robots. The other robots. And that gives us... Luckily, it doesn't give us a montage because it could have been easily a montage fodder. Of, well, let's throw some music in in his well, journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no montage, but you could guess. I guess you could call it a pseudo montage because he'll stop at places. Lapse of see, time, basically. and he'll see the decommissioned or reprogrammed robots. Yeah. Until finally, he stumbles upon Galatea and Rupert Burns and yes, the played by Oliver Platt and the uh, futuristic San Francisco as he's returning home, and mm-hmm. this gives him the this entire time he's still metal 
He's still yeah, yeah. He's the still android. with uh, the, the, the the an android form, and he finds out that uh, Rupert Burns, who designed the original robotics, he says his well, dad, his Rupert's oh, dad, his Rupert's dad, yeah, yeah. Rupert's it, dad designed the original robotics, and the, as the Northam Robotics Company went out of business, they continued their research. They continued. Mm-hmm. Their tests and everything, and that's why Galatea is the way she is. Because she's got a little bit more of a personality, because she's got a personality chip. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. leads into uh, the research. R- R- of- Rupert saying, I want to do more research and everything. I want to be able to evolve stuff, and he shows... But nobody can fund it. Yeah, he shows Andrew the head with the skin and everything, and then Andrew's like, I'll, I'll, I'll fund your research. He goes, I'll, well, that'll be cool. cool. And <laughs> Robin Williams, I mean, of course, uh, uh, Andrew can't afford it. Because, because he's on this rich. trip. Yes. So he funds the research, and uh, while that's going on, they, uh, he gets another upgrade. Yeah, he gets the skin upgrade. He gets the the human look. Yeah, basically he looks human. Yeah, and we get the Robin out of the shell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we now get the uh, Robin Williams and his, hey, we've we, we, we got a trim haircut. We're, we're, we're going to support your new... Five thousand dollar haircut here. Yeah, exactly. Basically, it's yeah, what we're perfect way to put it. Is the way I'm putting it. Yeah, that's what we're going to show. And um, like I said, and he looked uh, fantastic. He gets the new upgrade, and uh, you know he wants to go back to. Uh, he wants to go back home. He wants to be with Little Miss and everything. Which he walks in the house thinking nothing's different and everything. Mm-hmm. Little Miss is sitting at the piano playing the piano. And he so goes to say hello. And he goes to say hello, and she doesn't know who the hell he is. Right. <laughs> He has been on this uh, mission. Uh, th- this portion of his journey, journey. I'm guessing he's probably been out for 45 years. No, uh, no, no, it's been about 10 years. Oh, 10 years. Yeah, yeah because they do have that discussion. Like it's been around 10 years. Oh, that's right. Gone. So he sees uh, the older, you know, and then uh, the real little miss comes in the room and introduces Portia as her granddaughter. Yeah, and then this is where. Um, Andrew says, what right does she have to look like you? Yeah. I mean, I love that, his it's reaction. still the innocence of the android yeah. and everything. And Little Miss is like, we, we got to sit down and talk. We'll talk about this, yeah. <laughs> and catch you up on everything. And this elevates everything. It starts the friendship between Portia and uh, Andrew. Mm-hmm. As it started out with basically her going like, what the hell is this thing? Yeah, because, um, yeah, exactly. You know, and so her, uh, Portia and Andrew start becoming friends. Yeah, and, and then uh, Little Miss passes. Time away. Little Miss passes away, and this is where Robin, uh, where Andrew. Sorry, I keep say, wanting to say Robin Williams because he's a god. Yeah. Anyway, this is where Andrew comes up with the realization. He goes, "So this is what's going to happen. Everybody Everybody's... in my life is just going to die." Yeah. And uh, she goes, "Well, it's, he, she goes, it's like it's the way of life." And he goes, "Well, that just won't do." Yeah. So he starts funding more research, which gives him internal organs, but also too. Uh, it, it can it can help other people. He goes, this is incredible. The design, uh, oh, this is another thing. Andrew has evolved very scientifically. He has designed, like you said, the central nervous system. Central nervous so system. So people, he goes, you know, this could not only help you, but it could help other people. Yeah. People that need new hearts and stuff like that. They can they can live a whole yeah. lot longer now. And this leads into more evolution for him, where he starts to get sensation. He can be slapped around. Exactly. That was one of the things, you know, to become more human. He goes, you're looking at someone with a central, you know, nervous system. He can actually feel pain. And then as we talked about, the jealousy factor. Exactly. This leads into? Uh, Into when he says, would you like to, uh, this is one of my favorite lines, would you like to do an experiment just for the sake of science? She goes, what, 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 what? And he goes, kiss me. Like that. And he goes and kisses her. And then he goes, it's everything they say it is. I'm like, I love that line. Yeah. It's just a beautiful line, and of course, delivered by Robin Williams. He's just, he's got that gentle voice. But also, the way he... uh, Another sequence, um, I'm not going to try to say it verbatim, but the the scene before, he's able to kiss Mm -hmm. Portia. Being able to... No, it it was after the kiss. It was after the kiss, because then him and Rupert are sitting down, and Rupert's like... I have a way to make you into a full man. Oh, right. You mean complete. Yeah, complete. And then Robin Andrew goes into this uh, monologue, this uh, explanation oh. of what he what he's heard love is about. Yeah, and he goes, do you lose yourself in someone and stuff like that? And you yeah. die for a moment, but then you're brought back. Yeah, it's like almost like being aborted again. And he goes through that, and he goes, I would love to experience that. And Oliver Platt just sits there, and he goes, so would I. I'd almost say that was an improv line. Oh, I hope in my mind, I'm always going to think of it as an improv line because you mean like the Jenga? Yeah, yeah. Because it's like how I know Oliver Platt is and everything. You know, he had to have been like if there was no line there, him just going, 
Same here. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautifully. Uh, and beautifully and as you were talking about with the kiss and everything, uh-huh. how he just delivers that line and just the way he delivers that whole uh, sequence of talking about love and everything. It's just Robin's words. It's just like, oh, you're, they're, 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 they're you're brilliant. You're brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And, uh, and I guess this leads to the finale. Yeah, it would. Because, because at this it, point, it, he, they, they, they do... Uh, go, the, they, go, they, go the with their they go with their love, and it had been a couple of years, and you know he's even making jokes. He goes, uh, going. She goes, she goes. I'm turning. I'm turning. I'm turning 65. 60, 75. 75. I'm turning seventy five next year, and he goes, yeah, but you're a wonderful seventy five. You look sixty five. Yeah, yeah. You look sixty five. You know, she goes, yeah, and you certainly don't bend like one. What was that you, we did yesterday? Yeah. And she goes, not now, like that. Yeah. But and that was funny. Yeah, and, and, but it's beautifully uh, said as through his love and everything, and oh, then absolutely. also to. Oh, she says, I'm not always going to take the serums. Yeah. I'm not always going to take this. I'm going to break down, and I want to. Yeah. He goes, you would choose to do that? It's just the way it is. And this is where he does does this next step. He wants to become fully human. He wants to be recognized as human. Right. So, recognized as human. Because you can kind of tell with their life, like even in that simple scene of them playing chess and everything, mm-hmm. they live on the outskirts. They have to live on the outskirts mm-hmm. because they don't want to explain. Why is she this old? Mm-hmm. And Robin is still this age. Exactly. And it leads to him basically going, "This one too. I got to. I got to do the final upgrade." That's one thing he do, he do, he does keep doing. So anyway, he goes to the council, right? And yeah. this takes years of them debating and stuff like that. And he, this is well, what they came to even the, before the uh, they get to the council. That first scene with the council. The first we scene. get the first scene with the council. Oh, the first he, scene. Oh, just tell him to shut up. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. The first scene with the council. Nice. He's still young. It's okay. He's still young, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, hope I didn't wreck anything there. Anyway, if you, I'm sure you've seen it. Well, that's um, why we put the disclaimer at the beginning. The disclaimer. Of the <laughs> anyway, he's still... If you haven't watched it and you're being spoiled, we warned you! Yeah, so he goes in and he says, I, I want to be legally declared a human being. Yeah. And they said, well, the thing is, uh, you've got a positronic brain. Yeah. And, uh, in you fact, can do everything under the sun yeah. to make yourself human, but the brain is still the brain. Yeah, you're a positron- because of your positronic brain, you are in every... Uh, uh, effect immortal so therefore you cannot be deemed um, you know human so then he goes to the next step he talks to Oliver Platt yeah so then he goes which in this sequence Oliver Platt has aged too yes he is aged and stuff like that and basically he comes in going you know sooner or later you're going to do something stupid stupid (laughs) I love this I love this line I love oh sorry these are some really good ones okay I got it I know it you do it Okay, he he walks up. He talks to him because they're actually going to introduce real blood into his uh, yeah I- into his organs. Make him biological. Basic, yeah, make him fully biological. And he goes, so uh, the blood will start naturally deteriorating his system. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, so you're going to naturally start deteriorating. And he goes, uh, he goes, well, how uh, how long will it uh, will will it last? He goes, well, if you eat right and exercise, you could last a uh, another 45 years yeah he goes you can't give it to me any straighter than that and he goes welcome to the human condition but you forgot one little piece what, there. what was that what the chief think? chief you called him chief oh that's right you called him chief and that's total robin oh that is that is there he goes you can't give me oh thank you yeah you can't you can't uh, you, 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 you can't, can't give, me, give me anything any straighter chief <laughs> yeah and I, love and I always love hearing robin say call people i love it when he calls robin williams calls him Calls people chief. Yeah, and yeah. This goes, is good wolf hunting. But not to step on what you said there. Oh. Um, he, then he is like, "Welcome to the human welcome condition." To the human condition. Yeah, and I love that. It, it gives me chills just thinking about the ending. Oh, I know. So then it's step two. He's going before the council again as they, a human, as a human yeah, being, as he a human is aged. to us. Yeah, as as one of us, he is aged, and they still they st- well they didn't deny him this time. They, they had to do more. More thought into it. Yeah, they had to put more thought into it, and the, then uh, oh God. what's the matter? I it's know the ending, and it's the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, let's get to the ending, and I'll, I'll discuss what, right, we'll what, what, what I'm it? feeling right now. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. So anyway, he goes through that. They still said, "Well, we need to, uh, we still need to talk about it." And the yeah. last thing he does is, "We tried," and of course, yeah. he's even he's tearing up, just tearing like. Up. And stuff like that, and, it's, and uh, of course, Robin Williams and the old man makeup is like, holy shit, almost acting like a defeated man. Now, yeah. then, this has been the final stage. It is now July third. He was activated July third, two thousand five. It is now July third, two 
2,205. Yeah. Both of them, uh, both uh, Portia and him, are, you know... On their deathbeds. They're on their deathbeds, and he's on the thing. She looks over at him, and she goes, you know, it doesn't matter what they say. Yeah. You know, you're human to me. You're every bit as human to me. And he looks over at her, and he goes, I know. I just yeah. like to be told some things. Yeah, and, and it's such a freaking beautiful ass scene. And then when they pop up, yeah, yeah, when they make the go up, they make the announcement saying that um, it is official that we now declare Andrew, you know, whatever the, the he, last name, uh, uh, Martin. Thank you, Andrew Martin, the oldest living human being, and uh, recognize his humanity. recognize history and his humanity. Over, and, yes, and, his humanity. And, and humanity. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she looks over, and he had already passed away. Yeah. And Galatea has already got the human makeup, yeah, uh, makeup there, and she's their nurse. And she, uh, she goes, "I'm sorry, he didn't get to hear it." And she goes, "I think he knew." Yeah. And she asks her, she asks Galatea to unplug her. Yeah, and just mm-hmm. let her be there. And mm-hmm. oh god, and she goes oh. in, in the in the words of Andrew Martin, "One is happy to be of service." And now, time to get. Yeah, probably going to be teary-eyed for both of us. Oh, because, shit, yeah. Yeah, because before mm-hmm. before the passing of Robin, the, the yeah. scene was powerful and everything. Oh, yeah. And now, anytime I've seen this scene lately... It's hard to get through. It's hard to get through because mm-hmm. my first thought is always, I hope, like, Andrew's character is hoping to get his humanity mm-hmm. recognized. And the first thought in my mind was... The stuff Robin was going through towards the end. Yeah, and I, and I hope he, it was that for him. No, that he where was free? he, he uh, no, not that he was free. That he understood his humanity, that mm-hmm. his importance, the the love everybody had for him. I hope. And it wasn't. It was something else that caused him to take the path he did. And I, I just hope that as he passed away, it wasn't anything where it was just like no one's going to miss me. No one's. That, yeah. that there was no love towards me because there was there's so much love towards Robin. There is, and especially for from his kids. Um, I really, I really do weep for his kids, and that's one of the reasons you know we're we're doing this we're homage doing to his career. And um, looking back on this movie, I'm so glad this moment does exist. Yeah, it tears me up. It teared me up back then. It tears me up now. Yeah, it's just it's a beautifully written wonderful story that I'm glad he was able to participate in and um, gives it more powerful depth meaning. and especially in his life yeah. and stuff like that and you know he he had decided to you know free on and go go up on it it was yeah. great and I, I like I said I, I I hope it was something like like how we saw the ending of this movie where uh, little uh, Portia sorry not little miss got, got it mixed up there oh, I understand. Bit, where she's like he knew and I hope he knew I, yeah, I really hope. Okay, now as we do with all these why nots, we like to give you guys a little bit of trivia about the film. Yeah, so, as always, we jump to IMDb because they're the kings of trivia. Oh, they are. They are. I love. I love. I love reading these, and they're. Just... But also, too, it gives us a last-minute chance to get some more discussion on this fucking awesome movie. <laughs> oh, exactly. I mean, anything more to just delve deeper. And this one, this first one, uh, as I told you before, this is probably a good reason why the money did not make bank too much. Yeah. Um, here we go right here. Okay, Disney asked the budget to be cut by approximately two, uh, $20 million. And when the film was released on Christmas Day, it flopped at the box office. Robin Williams blamed Disney's marketing and the loss of content uh, the film suffered because of the budget cuts. As a result, he fell out with Disney again. Yeah, the first time was with Aladdin. Aladdin because they paid him the least they could possibly pay him uh, or pay a voice actor. Yeah. The, the, they, bear, they paid him the bare-ass minimum and for doing Aladdin. And Aladdin made multi-millions. Yes. And then like this right here, too, it, it's an ongoing thing uh, mm-hmm. with the budget questions and everything. Like They wanted the budget cut by 20 million and there was content that was lost and it kind of makes me wonder like what what could have been yeah but then also too with recent uh discussions and everything like with tomorrowland being mm-hmm. considered a bomb yeah and one really interesting thing this past weekend with we're dating this all right um inside out just came out mm-hmm. and made 91 million right but came in number two Right. Because Jurassic World made another buttload of money. Yes. And it was finally pointed out in an article 
why is number one so important? Mm-hmm. And it's like, finally. And this is something we've always discussed on here and something that Kevin Smith discussed during his time with Red States. There needs to be more transparency towards these budgets because, mm-hmm. like, that $20 million, it was cut out. But did they tack it back on in the advertising? Right. Like you said, the marketing suffered, but the there's the marketing budget that gets tacked onto the budget, and if the budget is not made in the opening weekend, ooh, it's considered a bomb. And it's finally, people are finally looking at it, at least with Inside Out, Yeah. that, okay, number one doesn't matter. If it's a good movie and it's making its money, shut up. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, you know, I also love how fat, uh, how quick they are, you know, it's January and they go, best movie of the year! You know, I know. they throw that one out, it's like, it just started, shut yeah, the fuck up! Yeah, exactly. You know, can you at least wait till May to yeah. start say, uh, cl- making that kind of claim? Well, that's the reason, too, like, I'm, I'm part of Joe Blow's Movie Fan Central. Right. There's a lot of people on there that go, oh, this is my favorite movie, and my favorite movie. I, I'm, I'm very guilty of doing that to mm-hmm. movies that I see, like, in January. Right. But I've started doing this. This is my favorite movie of the year so far. Yeah, you 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 do it. You do an emphasis. Yeah, and um, I mean, you know that on that whole first one, it's really funny that it's not that Robin Williams really needed the money at yeah. this point, but why were they not so willing to pay him what he was worth during that era? Well, that's not even that. Like with this one, that was towards the budget. It probably wasn't even towards his pay. I think the his issue with. The fact that they wanted to cut twenty million is like oh no no I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking by Centennial Man I'm talking Aladdin oh they just wanted to dick him yeah assholes yeah <laughs> that, that, that's clean cut okay gotcha. they just wanted to dick him yeah <laughs> fuck you mouse yeah okay but uh, the, I think the main his main gripe with that twenty million being cut is like you're taking away from the movie what, what's going to be a good movie yeah but. Y- you could have had more towards this movie. So I love the fact that he didn't say, oh yeah, Bicentennial Man sucked. No, yeah. he just said, Disney fucked it. Yeah, exactly. And then on to the next piece of trivia, mm-hmm. which is more of a trivia piece instead of behind-the-scenes shenanigans. Of course. The aria that Andrew is listening to when he first uses the record player is Davarsky's opera Ruslaka. I butchered the hell out of that. I, I think it's Ruslak. Ruslak? Okay. Works for me. Yeah. The opera uh, is concerned... With a fairy tale story of a water nymph who wants to become mortal for love, which that's pretty deep. It gives you an inside meaning. It's uh, like yeah. okay, the water nymph wants to become more mortal to fall in love, and, and that's, that's a, the same thing that Andrew pretty much does. That's very cool. Yeah, a little in depth there. Yeah, it is. Uh, the female robot Galatea is named after the statue brought to life by the gods in the uh, Pagamillion myth. Yeah, which is another one where it's like you, you, that's a lot of things you see in these trivia. It's like mm-hmm. you get the inside meanings to a lot of things. I love that. Oh, okay, read this one. The three rules of that govern Andrew's behavior are the three laws of robotics originally defined by Isaac. Asmaroff in the science fiction stories. Yeah, because these are the same ones that were used in iRobot and everything. Well, anybody that knows robot stories and Mm -hmm. just legends of robots, this is early history, is those three rules. Yeah, exactly. Okay, this one's a fun one. Adam Brandt, who appears as the android head, has been Robin Williams' stand-in for more than a dozen films. Yeah, and Even that's up the one to recently who, with uh, Night at the Museum, he has been Robin Williams' Yeah, stand-in. and he probably helped with some, if they had to do any kind of reshoots or anything like that. Yeah. And he's the one that, when uh, Rupert initially shows him the android head, he's the one going, hi! <laughs> yeah, hi! Yeah, exactly. And he's uh, he's doubled. He's basically been uh, Robin Williams' body double. As we talked about before, too, the certain names of characters, we only knew them as, like, Sir and Ma'am and Little Ma'am and... Little Miss and all that stuff. But this kind of gives you a little bit more in-depth on it. Sir's actual name revealed when he and Andrew go to Northam Robotics for the first time is Richard Martin. Mm-hmm. Miss and Little Miss are named Amanda and Grace. When Sir and Ma'am are sitting on the bench in the yard, you can hear him say Rachel. And since the girls' names are revealed, this can be seen as Ma'am's name, too. <laughs> uh, in the original Bicentennial Man story by Isaac Asimov, um, the robot manufacturer was named U.S. Robots and Mechanical Men around 1971. A new modem manufacturing company took the name U.S. Robotics partly to honor Asimov. Unfortunately, since in the movie the robot manufacturing company is not portrayed positively, the real-world company asked the filmmakers to use a different name, hence uh, Northam Robotics. Uh, there are a few places in the film where you can see the old name and logo. 
Yeah, well, they probably kept those little names and logos, and probably even the company that said, no, you guys might not use in our name, mm-hmm. were probably cool with the logo and name, because they knew it was a nod to Asmaroth. Exactly, because, I mean, they are using his laws. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, uh, next up be- is another really interesting piece of trivia. Andrew is an NDR-114. This may be a tribute to Stanley Kubrick, who used the number 114 in multiple films. Such as uh, Clockwork Orange and Doctor Strange Love. So this is not this is, really a solid piece of trivia, but kind of more mm-hmm. of a nod to filmmaking. Levels. Oh, you, you want obscure? How about this one? On on June seventeenth, nineteen ninety nine, crews filming in the brand new San Francisco City Hall building set off the sprinkler system, flooding hallways, causing serious damage and angering San Francisco Mayor Willie Brown. They may as well just said somebody took a shit in the hall and people didn't like it. Yeah, I mean... If that, I, I think I vaguely remember the story breaking out, too, on the news yeah. where they're like, oh, well, film crew uh, freaking flooded the so San Francisco City Hall. now we know hall. it was tied to Bicentennial Man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, you want to do the next one? Yeah, 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 I love this one. The car that man drives in the film is the same car used in Demolition Man. I always knew that car looked familiar. I know. I, saw I was trying little... to place it. I'm like, wow, that's a cool car. Oh, I've seen it before. Yeah, it was in Demolition Man. Yeah. Uh, next one up. It could be argued that uh, G. Galatea. Galatea. Did not contradict the three laws as to leave Portia plugged in would have caused her more pain in the long run than simply ending her natural lifetime, which... Exactly, they could not, because it says the laws of robotics say that you cannot harm or end the life of a you know, another human being. But all she did was shut the machine off that was keeping her alive, but, it, it, but it was an order as well. It, yeah, it was an order, but also, too, there... Unless it contradicts the law. Yeah, but, but also, too, the, as this isn't really a piece of trivia, mm-hmm. I'd honestly say it's not a piece of trivia, it's kind of more pointing out the obvious, and also too, it mm-hmm. could lean more towards there being an evolution, like how Galatea was their nurse and everything. Cared enough to do it. She cared enough to do it, but also too, those laws could have been separated yeah. as she became more, more human. human. And then during that time, and that, Andrew may have figured out what was the anomaly in his system to be able to go to Galatea uh-huh. and go. Okay, boom, boom, boom. Now, now, that's an even better thing. Yeah. You know, that's the one thing that never Being able to let what her... If, what, if, what if Galatea, Galatea starts a 200-year journey? Yeah. And began, it basically, sh- she got her consciousness and everything to know when uh, Portia was like, go ahead and unplug me. She knew this isn't harming her. This is what she wants. Yes. That's, that's, very, that's very neat. Um, did you want to read this one? Yeah, sure. The, also, to uh, the futuristic headquarters of North Am Robotics are actually headquartered in Arcural Corporation in Redwood Shores, California. Oracle. 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 Yeah, Oracle. Oracle I paid attention in school and sounded out crap. <coughs> Oracle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Next. Okay, uh, the backpack Andrew wears when going around looking for surviving robots like him is made in Swedish company. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, by the Swedish company, uh, Bobbly? 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 Bob, Bobbly. B-O-B-L-B-E-E. You think it'd be probably appropriate if we'd actually like maybe read these beforehand so we could pronounce it? And well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I really need to know if it's a long E or shorty. Bobbly yeah. sounds good to me. Yeah, I'll just say Bobbly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Swedish. Uh, that, that's funny. That's another one. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, Robin Williams wore a jock strap made by Chinese sweatshops or something. Yeah, it's like, like okay. Yeah. And that's kind of the weird thing with some of these trivia bits is what people define as trivia. Okay, read the last one. Read the last As one. this one is an example of that. Uh-huh. Despite the fact the film was filmed in standard spherical format, filmed in Panavision is listed in the end credits. Okay. That's weird. It's kind of like, there's a lie. There's a lie. The world is not true. This was filmed on 8mm film! You know, that panel vision! Well, um, with uh, that, we usually have recommendations at the end of a why not. Um, this time we're going to go with uh, robot films. Robot films, yes. Uh, it's a weird category of movies because it, there's not really a lot that are under the radar. Uh, not no because no not under the radar thing, because well let's face it robotics is just awesome yeah and but Bicentennial Man's nothing you know is no exception oh very true because when you think robot movies unfortunately the first thing that pops in your mind is Transformers mm-hmm. but uh, here's some of our recommendations towards okay. that 
Okay, um, I will start with uh, Short Circuit and Short Circuit 2. Oh, you can never go wrong with Johnny no. Five. No, you can't. Yeah, and then um, most recently, one that kind of flew under the radars for people, Chappie. Chappie, there you go. Yeah. See, there, there. I was, yeah, I, I just got through watching that myself. Great movie. Great right? movie. Yeah. You know, that had me going too, especially with, the, the, once again, they were playing with core consciousness and everything I was able to do. I wish he spoke a little better English, but, you know, it's a, well, it had yeah, that yeah. District 9. Well, well that's the whole thing, the, the, the writer-director, and I think they filmed the South Africa, too. Oh, yeah, no, that's fine. It's really funny that even somebody who's trying uh, who's speaking, I'm like, I understand I'm speaking English, but they're still putting subtitles under them. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, Chappie, there you go. Uh, Wally. Oh, yeah, can never go wrong with Wally. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Oh, there you go. You yeah. had the, you had the, the, the evil usses and yeah, yeah. The, the good robot usses. Yeah, exactly. Now, the, the, those are, those. you get two different versions of robots there, and I love the little yeah. skin skin things. Uh, it has one of the greatest things where they, I love the part where they peel the uh, faces off of themselves and reveal the exoskeletons and put them back on. It's just a pointless little scene, but yeah, I love it. But it's still great. It's still awesome. Um, uh, class of 1999. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! There, there's, there's a good robot. Yeah, film. definitely a good one. Uh, another one that was kind of mainstream, but kind of some people may have not given it a good shot. Pacific Rim. Mm, there you go. Yeah, Pacific Rim. Yeah. Um, I will go with. Uh, uh, so I'm sorry, I had a good one here. Um, uh, okay, I'll, I'll just say Chopping Mall and, and hope the other one comes back. To me. Chopping Mall. I'll say no, Chopping Mall. Really mall. good mall. Oh, really mall. good one. Let's see what I got. Um, the Terminator franchise. There you go. Yes. For, uh, th- was that the one you're trying to think of? N- that wasn't the one I was trying to think of, but it popped in my. Uh, you know, that was one that popped in my mind. There's a lot of good ones up here. Yeah. I, I, uh, but I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with that one. It'll. It'll come back to me. Uh, I guess to wrap up mine. Okay. Um, ro- the uh, I think it was uh, Frank and the Robot. Frank, Frank and Angela, if I'm getting the name correctly, mm-hmm. uh, plays this old or retired uh, burglar. Okay. In the future, where. He's kind of retired and everything, mm-hmm. kind of really take care of himself. He, he's living on his own, but his kids are like, you need somebody to live here with you. And this, in this future, robots oh. are brought into the house, and they bring him a robot that's voiced by um, Sarsgaard. Uh, oh? Peter Sarsgaard. Peter Sarsgaard, okay. And this leads to the friendship between Frank and the robot, mm-hmm. and also to Frank sending the robot out to break into houses. Oh wow! Yeah, Shit. it's a really it's an independent movie, but really interesting. Pretty play. interesting. Yeah. All right, I will end it with um, with two since I, I I thought of I thought of the one. Okay, cool. Surrogates. Uh, that's the one with uh, Bruce Willis, and they uh, nobody oh! goes outside anymore, but they use robotic bodies. Oh crap! I forgot about that. Yeah, one. and that, that one was a really good. Th- one. I know that's a mind screw of one, but it's great. Oh, you know, such a good. Nobody movie. goes into society anymore, so everybody controls their own little oh, surrogates. robot surrogate avatars. But that's a ro- technically a good robot. Film. Yes, uh, a very. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I've forgotten robot. Movie. Yeah, uh, I, I liked it, especially the part where his surrogate gets destroyed, and he has to go out, and he's got to go do the dirty work himself. And yeah. He's a little more broken. Everybody grizzled, and yeah, oh, everybody's a little out of shape. Yeah. More grizzled and more broken than his surrogate, and he's got to go up against other robots. Yeah, it's like so. What Bruce the Willis, hell? Bruce, uh, you know, we got a sixty-year-old Bruce Willis fighting robots. I mean, you get, you get more awesome than that. I'm so glad you brought that one up. Um, I'm glad. So that was the one that was that was you know tinkering in there, and I think I will end it with iRobot with by by Will Smith. That one, another really good one. A really really good one. Um, uh, just uh, you know the whole design visually terrific, and there's probably many more that I can think of, but. Uh, I will say, don't don't miss those. And I yeah. will probably be kicking myself later. I'm like, oh, God, you want to know it was a really good robot movie? That's uh, why we do that. these. Uh, ex- exactly. But, you know, it's just it's going back. It's like, God, I feel like watching iRobot now. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, so uh, th- those are that's, my recommendations. Yeah, and that's the reason we do the recommendations at the end. And, honestly, that's the reason we're doing these Why Nots, because, honestly, we're not really ready to let go of Robin. Oh, we'll, I, we'll never be ready to let go of Robin. Well, I'm not going to let go of him. The world will just have to deal with it.